Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. everybody and welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. We certainly hope you're having a great week. I know that it's not ideal outside with the pandemic and everything, but try to remember this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We have learned a lot of important lessons here. Uh, Kristen was mentioning yesterday, and I don't mean this to you know, condemn her or anything. I think it's just a great lesson for everybody. Uh, she was unpacking some groceries and she was thinking like, oh, what a pain to unpack these groceries and, and just had this feeling like, well, at least she has groceries to unpack. And, you know, I feel the same way. I mean, I was complaining the other day uh, about how long my hair is getting now because all the, the, the hair cutters are closed. And, hey, at least, you know, at least that's the, the greatest of my problems right now. At least I'm not in a hospital or I don't have any loved ones in a hospital. So let's be grateful for what we have and thank God for that. Kristen's going to lead you all in prayer in just a moment. But real quick, I want to talk to you briefly about this saying that Jesus has in the Bible that the meek shall inherit the earth. Because I think it's one of the most misunderstood verses in the Bible, and it relates to something we were talking about last night, right? Last night's message was about crucifying the flesh. And if you remember, I was telling about how personally I have difficulty when I'm in a discussion with somebody, which can quickly become a disagreement or an argument, because I'm a lawyer and I'm trained to find weaknesses, and sometimes I can become kind of hypercritical, and it's something I really have to pull back. And there are other times I know when I have a really devastating comeback and it's really witty and really funny and I just want to like go with it and everything. Or sometimes maybe I'll write an essay, maybe it's satirical or something like that, and I can really just go at some political opponent because I'm into politics too. And I have to hold back, okay? That's crucifying the flesh. And that's also what meekness is. Meekness is not weakness, I know we think of the word meek in terms of someone being timid or someone being scared. It's not that at all. Meekness is actually when you have the power to do something you shouldn't, but you hold it back. It's self-control. It's restraint. When Jesus says the meek shall inherit the earth, he's actually referring back to something David said in Psalm 37, where he said the exact same thing. And if you look at the context of it, he's talking about his enemies and, and the temptation to like have wrath on them and get back at them and really hurt them. And he says, no, you got to pull back from that. He says, the meek shall inherit the earth, meaning not that he's weak, because if he's weak, there's no real credit to him, right? Any weak person can avoid conflict. That's not self-restraint. That's self-preservation. Meekness, okay, is when you can go into conflict with somebody and you pull back because you know God doesn't want you to, okay? So the point is simply this. It's, it's okay to be powerful and somewhat even dangerous. God wants us to be powerful because we have a lot of times where we have to do things for him. In, in my job, for example, as a lawyer, there are a lot of times I have to go and win the case. In political discussions, I have to go win that argument. I have to prevail. And there are times to really... I don't want to say go for the juggler because that, that just sounds awful, but where you really have to defeat your opponent, okay? But Paul says when someone disagree, disagrees with you, you should try to approach it with gentleness as a teacher, 
Okay, so let's keep that in mind. That's what meekness is. Meekness, meekness is not being scared. Meekness is not being weak. Meekness is being very, very powerful and holding it back. I'm reminded of, I think it was the ancient Greek historian Thucydides, was it not, who once observed that of all manifestations of power, none is greater than the exercise of restraint. This is the ultimate exercise of power, not weakness. So please don't confuse the two things, okay? Anyway, the point is simply this. The fact that you can do something, the fact that you are good at something, the fact that God has given you a gift does not mean you should necessarily do it. You can abuse your gifts too, okay? And so that's why God gives us the command to be meek, because God is basically saying, look, I plan to empower you. I plan to give you gifts. I plan to make you strong. But with that strength comes a responsibility to hold it back unless I say so. Okay, so when God's talking about the meek shall inherit the earth, that's really what he's talking about. Not the weak shall inherit the earth. Those of us who are actually very strong and exercise self-restraint will, ha- will inherit the earth. All right, so that's my message for tonight. That is great. I think that the hashtag for that would be meekness is not weakness. I mean, that's a, a, a easy to remember, right? That's pretty good because normally, you know, I do my sermons ahead of time for you. But when we're doing it on location at your place... I just kind of do it spontaneously. So I'm actually glad that you like the sermon. I do. I do. And I've, I'm honest. Got to be honest before God. I love every one of your sermons. And oh. I'm sure everyone does as well. By the way, before I forget, thank you. To, we have so many people the other day. Uh, we have all the time. But yesterday and today particularly saying that they're praying for America and um, from other countries. And so that and praying for us and our ministry. And that really touches our hearts. And we're really grateful for that. And so we're, we're praying for you too. And we're praying a double blessing for that. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. We really appreciate it. So, all right. So let's, speaking of prayer, let's pray and... and hey, by the way, yeah. t- tonight's the NFL draft. Can we please pray the Jets don't mess us up? <laughs> like, just, just, I'll, I'll do that then. At the all end. right. But, I want to comment below if you're, let's see how many Jets fans we have. Oh, I'm, I'm sure a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see how many people know who the Jets are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Giants, Jets. <laughs> um, for I guess other countries would it's it's uh it's football. <laughs> yeah, right, right. They don't know. Football. Um, yes, we pray for that. We pray for the may the best man man, man win. There yep. you go. <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you, thank you so much for your overflowing joy that fills our soul. Lord, the sh- light shines in the darkness, but the darkness. Has n- and the do- darkness has not overwhelmed it, or some translations say understood it. God, your light goes forth, and when we speak your word, it's like the sword of the Spirit going forth and, and just penetrating the do- darkness, Lord. And your light cannot over- be overcome. Lord, you are the ultimate one who overcomes, and you have overcome. And because you have overcome, we have overcome. I feel like that's what you're telling us today, Hmm. that we are overcomers. We're more than conquerors. We're overcomers, Lord. Lord, you see. You, You were not turning a deaf ear. It's You see everything that each one of these precious people goes through, Lord. You see and you understand, God. I just pray that you would just overwhelm them with your strength and courage to overcome. The greatest battlefield is right between our ears, Lord. Sometimes we feel that we can't even 
have the strength because we don't even have the mental strength. Mental strength, mental exhaustion is much more exhausting than physical exhaustion. So God, there's a lot of people today pouring over bills, wondering how they're going to make ends meet, trying to figure out what job to take, trying to figure out relationship things, trying to figure out real hardships, health, different things are going through, God. You know all every unique situation, God. But God, you're going to come in and give them rest. I pray that you give them rest and that they just lift the situation to you. There's a verse in the Bible that says, having fought the good fight, Lord, we fight, but you mm. fight for us, God. Sometimes we try to do the fighting. We try to control, God. And then you say, having done all to stand. Mm -hmm. God, we stand on your promises. God, we pray. And sometimes there's prayers that we pray and we can't even get the word out of our mouth and, and the answer is in, materialized. But then there's other times where we wonder and we sweat. We literally, like, you know, I think of how Jesus in the garden the night before his crucifixion, how the beads of sweat that were on him, God, and it, it, it talks about that. And those of us, the, those who have gone through really challenging times, God, know what it means to pray with desperation and, and to pray where you're literally sweating because you're just pouring out everything you have to God and you're just completely, feel completely weak. But God, you give strength. I pray for the person who's been praying over a situation and feels like they just can't pray anymore because they've just been praying and praying and praying. The person who feels like they've been knocking and knocking and knocking. The person who feels like, where are you, God? The person who feels like they were close to you and they don't feel very close to you right now, God. The person who feels, where is your voice, God? Where are you, Lord? I pray that you would comfort God. God, I know you to be a loving and just God. And even when the answer is a little delayed in our natural, God. It is never delayed to you. You are always on time and you are always right there. So for every person who feels alone, for every person who feels like they have, they're missing out, missing the boat, God, may you come out and meet them at their need, God, as we just stand. I pray for all my brothers and sisters as we just lift our needs to you and we just stand and say, God, take this. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it alone. Just stand. God, come in and rescue your people, Lord. Lord, I pray on behalf of every person in every need, God, that you would come in and rescue. Rescue your people and give them what they need, God. And I know you will. I know you will. Your light shines. And you have hope, God. So we stand. We stand on your word. We stand on your promises. And we know that you will deliver. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Very powerful as usual, Kristen. Great job. All right, guys, we're going to do the individual prayer requests here. We don't have a whole lot. We've got, you know, a few. Um, let's just go through these. And please, we ask that everybody watching, please join us in praying for these people, okay? Lorente says, please pray for my whole family to be covered in the blood of Jesus, especially my father, who's a senior citizen who had a stroke. Well, Father God, we pray for Lorente's entire family, that you cover them with the blood of Christ. We ask in particular that you focus on, on his father, who's a senior citizen. We pray that he's recovered from the stroke. We pray that everybody in the family has a long life and becomes a great witness for you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. 
Rafi says, my children and I have no money and no food. Please help me. Well, Rafi, God knows how to solve that problem. In Jesus' name, I pray that your your children will always be fed. I, ha- I said that first last night. It's from Paul. He says, I am yet to see the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging for bread. Yeah. So, Father God, I declare and decree that Rafi's children be fed and that Rafi experience the abundance of money that he needs. Vivu says uh, he needs a job. So in Jesus' name, I'm sorry, it was actually a she. I remember now, this is the one I had to translate from Spanish. In Jesus' name, we pray that she gets the job that she needs and that she's healthy in it and that she's a light in that place. Amen. A friend of ours, Tammy, who actually came to know the Lord through this ministry, praise God, reports that her fr- a friend of hers passed away. So God, I pray for Tammy yes. and her friend's entire family that they're comforted. We know this is a difficult time for them, but your word says that you are very near to the brokenhearted, and so I pray that you be near to them, that you comfort them, and that you just caress them in your arms. In Jesus' name, amen. Someone named Bishop actually says, please pray for me. My world is suffering badly due to sins. May God bless you, amen. Well, listen, Jesus took your sins to the cross, and they are dead, my friend. So your world shouldn't be suffering due to sins unless you haven't repented of it yet. So all you got to do, and this isn't about a guilt trip. It's actually the opposite of that. The enemy wants to use guilt to prevent you from repenting. So what you have to understand is don't come to Christ with guilt, but come to Christ with contrition. You're genuinely sorry. He'll see that. Confess your sins. Apologize for them. Don't sin any further, okay? And, and just receive whatever healing it is that you need because your sins are not a barrier to anything if you've repented of them because they've been defeated at the cross, okay? So, Father God, I pray that Bishop here understands that, that he repents of his sins if that's what the problem is. Well, well that's what he says the problem is. Yeah, he could also be saying that the, his world, other people's sins. I don't know. Either way. Oh, you think someone else is afflicting him? Uh, or just meaning his world, like... I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, whatever the Either situation way. is, God knows what the situation yeah. is, and he knows that we're in agreement with him. That's right. Uh, in terms of prayer, God, you know not only the situation, you know the solution. So we're yes. leaving that to you. And we yes. just just lift up our friend Bishop here and and just put him in your care. Yes. In Jesus' name. Cheryl says, please pray for my brother. He's in the hospital one week now. Well, Cheryl, we pray for a full recovery for your brother. We pray that he's released from the hospital sooner than even the doctors think. We pray the doctors have great wisdom, that the treatments they choose are the right ones, that they're effective, and that while he's there, he becomes a great missionary for Christ, and that other people there, not only will he be healed, but he'll be able to heal other people there in Jesus' name. Edgar Morales says, ask for prayers to accompany his family. Edgar, we are believing with you and standing with you for your entire family, that they just walk in prosperity and in good health, and in perfect harmony, in Jesus' name. Shalomar says, please pray for the whole world that this pandemic virus ends, and for all the people on the front lines to be safe. Well, those are great prayers. Mm -hmm. God, thank you that you're bringing this pandemic to an end. Thank you that you're going to cause scientific breakthroughs to occur, that you're going to have vaccines get here sooner, that treatments are going to come here just out of the blue that a lot of the the cloudiness and misinformation and just imperfect information that our leaders are working with, that that starts to clear up and that, God, it becomes so obvious 
that it was from you. You know, the governor of New York the other day, Cuomo, was taking credit for flattening the curve. And he said, mm. you know, we did this. God didn't do this. Right. Well, yeah, I also saw what, what their projections were, yeah. you know, with the flattening of the curve. You said and, on the show that when that everyone's going to take credit for this, mm-hmm. but... But let's remember that God did this right. when this Right, and let's production. remember what they said, where they we said something, <laughs> something like 80% of New York would become infected. And yeah. instead, you know, it's it's a much, it's like a, a fraction of that. Yeah. So, you know, you don't get to take credit for that. That's, that's right. That's God gets the credit. And and we pray for the whole world just, to, just that they be healed of this horrible virus and many others in Jesus' name. All right, Aruj says, please pray for me and my job. Aruj, we pray for you and your job, and we pray that if that's not the right job for you, God finds you a better one, that within this job you get promotion, that you're treated fairly, okay, and that you are a light in a dark place. Bill says, please pray for direction. And what I wrote for you, Bill, is whenever someone says for direction, I'm reminded of two verses. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Okay. Also, the steps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. So it's two things: trust, trust in God, not in, in your own understanding, because you're gonna, your understanding isn't working. That's why you have no direction. So just trust in God, okay, and pursue righteousness. If you do, if you do those two things, God is going to give you the right direction, and not just the right direction. He's going to propel you down that direction. Okay. Yeah. Patricia says, "Please pray for me, please." Okay, that's no problem, Patricia. We pray that whatever is going on in your life, that God just heals it, that he just comes in. You know, the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And so, God, we ask that you raise up a standard in Patricia's life to protect her, to beat back the enemy's advances, and to give her total victory in Jesus' name. Excuse me. Jackman says, please pray for my wife, Mrs. Rufina Sarong, and my daughter, Risha Sarong. Okay, well, in Jesus' name, we pray for... Rufina and Risha, who are related to, and we pray for Jackman also, that they're in total health and prosperity, that they are a great light, that they are a great witness for you, and that they are able to just be blessings to everybody else in their community in Jesus' name. Kumar, this is the last one. This is kind of a weird one. He says, sir, what is my future life? Tell me. Well, look, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a soothsayer here. Kumar, and he also says, pray for all my problems, purpose, my name. I can't read the rest of this. It's just broken English. All right, so here's the thing. We're not fortune tellers, okay? Um, And so I can't tell you what your future is. But the Bible says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Now, I don't know what that is for you, my friend, but I know that God wants to reveal that to you, which is why you're struggling with it right now, okay? Right now what's happening is the Holy Spirit is struggling with you. You've got a seed inside you where God is saying, I want to show you what your future is. You just have to submit to it. And to be clear, when I tell people that, I don't mean to imply that you're going to hear like a booming voice from the sky. That's not what I mean. But but what... God will do is open up the right doors for you, make it obvious that you should go through those doors, close other doors that shouldn't be there. And what you just have to do is you just have to submit to him, okay? You just, like I said, you have to pursue righteousness, okay? And you have to trust in the Lord. And if you do those two things, he will show you what your purpose is. Now listen, I don't, that, that's not to say that God is going to show you everything that's going to occur in your life. I have no idea what's going to occur in my life. I have 
a general direction, okay, and I follow God every day, and every day brings new things, and, and I try to follow what I believe he wants me to do. But for example, this podcast, this wasn't planned. Just one day, I just felt like, let's just do it. That's right. It wasn't like it was prophesied we would just do it. We just decided we would do it. What led up to that, right, what led up to that, though, is for a while, Chris and I had been praying that we would set the heavenly record for most people saved, okay? And it's like a, it's a ridiculous, ambitious prayer request. Who even says that? It's not like we're even missionaries. I'm a lawyer and she's a performer. We don't even go anywhere, right? And so who prays something ridiculous like that? But we did. And within really just a few months of that, we just had this idea out of nowhere. We could have had the idea back then, but it wasn't the right time, and it wasn't really our idea. And then one day God just said, okay, do this. And now we, we have, what is it, like 24,000 followers all throughout the world. And Literally one day. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of snapped our fingers, but it wasn't us. That's my point. Don't expect God to lay out a roadmap for you and which has every destination on it. That's where the tr- Right. That's where the trust thing comes in. The entire purpose... God's entire purpose is for you to trust him more and th- so that he can come into communion with you so that his glory can shine through you and into other people, okay? It's a good sermon, too. That's a good sermon, too. <laughs> well, it's actually, it's actually I'm, I'm building a sermon off of it about part of the reason Christianity is so complex and paradoxical at times is God has gone out of his way to make it complicated so that it is beyond our understanding. So we constantly have to dig into him mm-hmm. for guidance, okay? So anyway, that's a pretty good sermon. I'll save it for some other time. We're not doing it tonight. Kumar, I'm ending with you, my friend. Again, I really believe God has a great plan for you. I just need you to dig in and find it. And for all of you guys, if you haven't said the call to salvation, if you're not part of the kingdom of Christ, it's very important that you become one. And what's going to happen right now is the lovely Kristen sitting next to me is going to lead you in that prayer. And if you already have prayed that call, that's great. You can also remember what Kristen's doing here so you can lead other people to Christ. That's what we, we're, we're really just trying to bring as many souls into the kingdom as possible. So please um, follow along with Kristen here. Yes. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, congratulations. You're born again. Definitely uh, comment on the video or send us a message. We would love to help you get started in your walk with Christ. Absolutely. So, if you've, uh, I also wanted to say that if you have any praise reports, please send those to us. We really enjoy those. If you've prayed the prayer, we ask that you contact us, not just you know so that we can see how many people are being affected, but also in case you need us to set you up with any resources to kind of get you on your way, that sort of thing. All right, guys, listen, thanks for joining us. We're going to see you tomorrow again at 7.30, all right? Please do us a favor and like and share the videos for us. It's an easy way to fulfill your ministry requirement and your missionary requirement. We're not even asking you to preach. We're doing all the preaching and the praying for you. You just have to hit the share button. You'll get credit for it too in heaven, okay? Don't forget to pray for the NFL draft. And pray for the Jets. Well, that's going to, well, God's arm is not too short for them, all right? So we'll see. All right, guys, listen, have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow again at 7.30. In the meantime, be blessed and be a blessing.
Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3.